Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to the Spice Cast. I'm your host tonight, Daniel Bullard. Our normal host, Ben Job, is with his band, the Wolves of Chernobyl, out in South by Southwest, wishing them the best. Uh, tonight with us in the studio, we've got Rado Baby from Florence, uh, Zach Dawson, bass and vocals, Howard Walker on drums, and Daniel Neville on the saxophone. Welcome to the studio, guys. Thanks for being here. It's, it's, it's no problem. Oh, yeah. Real fun. Yeah, <laughs> that did not sound enthusiastic. Sorry, we, I don't express emotion well. No, I don't either. It's just my radio voice. I have to fake it sometimes. I don't have emotions. <laughs> uh, but you guys are a Florence-based trio, and you guys have a really interesting lineup. Like right off the bat, one of the first things I noticed about you: uh, you've got drums, you've got bass, and you've got saxophone, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And really, that's a sound that I haven't seen or heard as far as just the three of three of those instruments by themselves since like maybe like the the bop era in the 50s where the saxophone was really like the lead instrument in early rock and roll and the guitar was doing more uh rhythmic stuff how did you guys kind of come together as a group and decide to be a trio like this has it always been a trio or did it kind of evolve uh, into that well like uh, me and howard we were roommates uh freshman year of college and uh, we were sort of this folk duo kind of and uh we had a friend who wanted us, you know, who uh, wanted to play. Yeah, he wanted to play with us, and he played saxophone. So um, I wrote wrote all these songs for bass, drums, and saxophone. Um, Because, you know, I I mainly play bass, and I was getting tired of playing guitar, you know? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so we get up to playing in this competition around Florence, and he uh, flakes on us. (laughs) And so we need another person to play those parts. And so we just asked Daniel to play for us, and, you know, he, uh, he has... Like a fish out of water situation, he has no clue what he's getting into, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it worked. It worked a lot better than the other guy, you know. Yeah. To be honest. It was even funnier because, like, um, because like, like I had to move out of my, I had to move away from my previous roommate, and I had a friend that was like, I know this guy. He doesn't have a roommate, and he likes same music you do, and I come to find that it's Zach, who I had probably met months or even a year before, because we had met. At UNA, at a um, UNA band extravaganza, I was like, "Hey, I know this guy," and then you know, it's kind of you know just been history, I guess. Okay, very cool. Um, Daniel, like, what what were you playing before they asked you to join? Because I know you guys are all students at UNA, so you're doing like the standard like marching band, jazz band, concert band combos and stuff. Like, what what were you into before? I mean, um, I had kind of been playing some around town. I've written a lot of my own music for a while. Um, I know I started playing with uh, this guy, Jackson Wynn, who we all play with a lot now. And um, I met Zach actually through the Pride Dixie um, at UNA because we both played saxophone in there. And that was kind of what prompted um, basically our introduction and him even asking me to join the band in the first place. And um, I remember they asked me to join, and the first thing I had to do, we had to do this um, little video interview for um, this showcase we were doing um, that they were talking about. And it was the, that was the first time I ever yeah, met Yeah, I was about to say, that was the first time <laughs> yeah. I ever met Daniel. He's like, this guy's going to be here. You don't know him, but he's, like, he's a pretty cool dude. He's like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, if there's one thing that I feel like we're good at, it's just like a... On the spur. Rolling with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. So uh, we'll listen to uh, one of the first tracks you brought in for us tonight. This is Radio Baby with Baroque Rococo. She's made of cactus flowers, 
right, and we're back. And that was Radio Baby with Baroque Rococo off their upcoming album, Television. And that'll be out on uh, April the 3rd, right? That's your official release date? Um, we're aiming for April 1st, but the uh, release party is going to be on April 3rd. Gotcha. So, yeah. In case people think you were joking about April the 1st. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's always a risky day to do anything big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know this one guy who's a comedian. He died on April 1st. Never thought it was a joke. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, that is rough. Yeah. So uh, we just listened to that song, Baroque Rococo. Uh, first off, the name is really interesting for people who don't know. That's a That was a form of art that was really uh, popular in like the late 18th century, uh, going into, I guess, the more classical age. Where, where did you guys get that name, or why did you guys choose that name for it? Well, like, um, well, the song is, uh, it's, it's sort of about uh, art in that, uh, it's been a while since I've written it, but... Uh, Let's see, how do I put it? It's like how, uh, you know, when you're making all this art and uh, it sucks, you know, and you yeah. just make all this art and it, <laughs> it just sucks all the time. And, you know, it might not suck, but you think it sucks. And it's sort of dealing with, you know, that. And, uh, you know, you, you want to make art and you want to make it well. Um, but the irony is you always think your own art sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the curse of the artist is like oh, yeah. you pour your heart into this thing. You're like, no, it's still not perfect. It'll never be perfect. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't think I've ever met a more, uh, I, might, I include myself in this too, a more anxious, paranoid group of people than musicians and artists in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comedians oh, yeah. might be the worst, but, but we all rate pretty high on that scale. Um, as far as your sound goes, you guys have a really interesting blend. Just, you know, I think from the nature of your lineup, you guys are very funky sounding. I kind of hear some like, Maybe even a little bit of like John Zorn's Mr. Bungle, uh, like influence, <laughs> maybe just because of the saxophone. But you guys kind of add a lot of really interesting atmospheric elements to your, to your, uh, at least your recorded material as well. Uh, how does that translate live? Um, we can, we actually pull it off live pretty well. I like, actually think it, I actually think it, um, sounds way better live than it actually does in recording, but that's with yeah. most music. In yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think one of the things that's been really interesting with uh, this new album too was I um, I play a lot of guitar and I've been really heavily influenced by uh, Jack White and Tom Morello yeah. respectively, and so I use a lot of uh, like the whammy pedal and that's where um, like a lot of the harmonies and stuff that I'll use on uh, records will come from because we made the first album and I was like I want to use I want to be able to do these harmonies that we put on here live, and I had that line around I was like okay cool and so we incorporated it on this new album um, a lot. And I think that really helped push it to a new level. And, and Zach, you're doing a lot of interesting uh, vocal, at least at least from the tracks that I've heard so far, some interesting uh, atmospheric tricks with your vocals and stuff. Like, where do you get your inspiration from, or who do you listen to? Um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I mainly listen to Tom Waits, mm -hmm. you know, David Bowie. You know, I really like people with really unique timbre. Yeah. You know, none of the pretty people. Right. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pretty people don't make good music generally. That that's that's the truth that people have forgotten from like the the golden age of pop and like most of those people were pretty ugly, which is why they had the huge stage shows around them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you guys have gotten to play uh you guys have been playing around here a lot. Uh you've got a gig coming up on April the 3rd and that's going to be your album release in Florence over at uh the main room. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Main room. Uh, what are the details for that? Like, what time does it start and door fee and all that? Uh, it's going to be, doors are going to open at 7.30. Uh, we're going to be playing the show with um, Animals on Court Street and Furniture, who are both out of Florence as well. And it's going to be $2 to get in. 
We're going to be oh, selling CDs, um, and also I think we're going to have merch ready for that too. We should be having a CD and a t-shirt bundles for about $15, hopefully. All right, right on. All right, well, let's listen to another track. Uh, this is off your first album, which was Idiot Savant, correct? All right, right got it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this will be called Spanish Boy, and yeah. let's listen to it. This is Radio Baby with Spanish Boy.
All right. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to the Spice Cast, and with us in the studio tonight, we've got Radio Baby. You just heard a song off their first album, Idiot Savant, called Spanish Boy. Uh, what's What was the... What was the inspiration behind that song? Well, uh, Spanish Boy, that was the first song I ever wrote for Radio Baby. And I'd been writing a lot of stuff on guitar, and it all was really uh, formulated, you know? Like, uh, I'd use this uh, chord method, you know, I took music theory, and they had this way of arranging the chords where it always sound pleasant, you know? So yeah. I'd be doing that for a lot of songs. And, uh, you know, it got to where I didn't enjoy it, and it was really tiring. Uh, so, and, you know, I didn't even play guitar, mainly I played bass. So I was like, you know, why don't I need to play guitar, you know, to make chords? You know, I could do that on bass. So uh, I just played sort of this first thing that came to my hands, you know, and uh, it sounded good. So, yeah, Spanish Boy. And with the lyrics, uh, sort of in keeping in spirit with the way I came up with the music, uh, I just sort of said the first thing that came to my head uh, in the recording. And I do that with a lot of other songs, actually, you know, and, uh, so... Just it was just kind of like all off the top of your head, just oh yeah, very cool. I've 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 some of the the best material I've ever heard is usually that like right from the muse off the top of the head kind of stuff. That in the most uh, some of the most boring stuff I've heard is the stuff that's sat down and is basically song write, written by committee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Howard, what you said earlier, we were talking during the break that you've been able to accomplish a lot uh, with Radio Baby. Tell me a little bit about your your history as far as uh, being being a drummer and everything, and like who your influences were. Well, I have been playing since since I was about nine, so a good ten, eleven years already. Wait, yeah, eleven years. Yeah, I'm tw- I'm twenty now. I gotta remember my age. And um, <laughs> it gets harder. Trust me. Yeah, like like I said, there's just been so much that I've been able to accomplish through Radio Baby, like record for television, make albums, play for money. And it's just been so crazy because, like, I just wasn't appreciating it at one point until I looked back at school. I was like, you know, I told myself I wanted to do this a long time ago, but I just thought it'd be a dream. And then for, like, influences, um, it's it's really funny because me and Daniel go back, go at it all the time about Black Keys versus Jack White. Yeah. But, like, my influences are both. I take a lot from Meg White and Patrick Carney because I like how their style is so simplistic yet it's just so it, it's like, it makes an impact because it's yeah, just it's very so, in your face it's very in your face and I love that about it and another of mine is I used to play this so much it's a drummer named Justin Paroff and he's from this um, decade old alt-rock Canadian band called Broken Social Scene, and that's where I got just, like, my knack for syncopation at, because I just love when things are just on the beat and hitting hard, you know, and just... Yeah. Just those combination of three is what I think makes up my style and what I'm inspired by. Right on. You said you played with your dad earlier. Was that, like, how you got your start? Yes. I played with my dad, and then I played with my brother, who played bass, my dad on guitar, and then along the road, my friend Brad would come along and we would form a band together and we played for a pretty good bit until we finally, you know, everyone went off to college or work and, you know, we didn't have any time to play together anymore. Man, right on. Shout out to parents who either get their kids to play or support that because that that's how I came up. My dad was like, I, you know, grew up around studios and stuff, oh, yeah. so it's always been a part of my life and I literally don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't wasn't playing music and doing stuff like this and, and running audio and it's it's, I don't know, it's great, so... Shout out to parents who actually support that and don't discourage kids from pursuing that. Oh yeah, that dream. 
Yeah. Uh, so the next song we've got coming up, and this one's also off your new album, uh, Television. It's called Artificial Sensations. So y'all want to talk about that one a little bit? Um, yeah. Um, th- that was a very interesting one. Uh, Daniel actually didn't really appreciate it until the recording. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? <laughs> it was It was honestly like, we, we would play it live, we would practice it, and I was like, I really don't like playing this song. And then... Um, we went into the studio and like I played the normal line that I play, which is like the noodly line that you'll hear on it. And then um, like Zach was like, "Hey, so can you do these chords behind it? Like do um, these saxophone chords?" And I was like, "Cool. I don't know what's gonna do to help it." And then um, we did that. And I got the first mix back and I listened to it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it because it changes styles pretty good bit. Cause like and it changes beats and it's it. I love I love that about a song. Just like it's all like poppy but then it goes slow and then it's just hard at one point but then it just goes back to its original sound and just like along with that when it comes to all the art and direction and all where the songs go it's mainly this guy because he's a great songwriter oh thanks yeah (laughs) another thing that people don't catch about this song is that um the the vocals are auto-tuned slightly you know hey i caught that like it, it seems to like increase towards the very end a little bit oh yeah it's a little bit more obvious yeah it's because, um, it's you know, artificial sensations and keeping yeah. with that theme, you know. Very cool. Let's listen to it. Uh, off their new album, Television, coming out April 1st, this is Rado Baby with Artificial Sensations. Clever 
Spice Cast. That was Radio Baby with Artificial Sensations off their new record television coming out April the 1st. And uh, you guys are on the Startlingly Fresh Records uh, label uh, under Jim and Terry Cavender. And, you know, Jim and Terry have been staples of the music scene around North Alabama for like years and years and years and years. Uh, if you see Jim out and about, he's pretty hard to miss. He's about like six foot, you know, whatever. Dark glasses, like the deepest voice you've ever heard. Uh, they're both really great folks, doing a lot of really great things for music around here. Uh, produce some really great acts. Uh, how did y'all get hooked up with them? Uh, well, uh, the aforementioned, aforementioned uh, competition we signed up for, where Daniel first played with it was Mesa Sound of the Town. Yeah, in Florence. And uh, Jim and Terry were there seeing another act on their label. Okay, right on. And and right after the show, you know, he came up to me and he was like, you know, hey, you know. If you ever thought about doing any recording, uh, you know, I have this label. <laughs> we tried to do the voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't think anyone can. Throat a little bit. It's really, <laughs> it's really it funny because, like, I had actually met Jim before. That's like when I was in high school, and the Arts Council in our town uh, funded me, my brother, and two of our other band friends to go to this UNA jazz camp, which I'm not sure if they do anymore, but they funded us for that's us to go. That's not Handy Fest. That's another. That's another jazz camp you're talking about. I believe about. so, okay. yeah. And like a bunch of people were there, including Jim, and Jim was just, Jim was so cool and like he just stood out. It's like, hey, this guy is cool. And he even helped my brother play around and learn some stuff about the bass, even though he was the guitar teacher, which is pretty cool. And that's how I had met Jim and so when I saw him at the competition, I was like, Hey, I know him, you know? This guy's cool. Uh you guys have Two gigs coming up. We already mentioned April the 3rd over at the main room, which will be your album release. And you've got a uh, No Huntsville video release coming up on March the 25th, uh, probably be after this podcast airs, over at A.M. Booth Slumberyard. Uh, so what was it like? Did you all have a pretty good time going and getting interviewed on the video and all that? We actually didn't get interviewed. Uh, we just played um, We played live on there. We were just, I think, the musical guest on there. Uh, yeah, Jim and Terry got interviewed. Yeah, yeah Jim gotcha. and Terry got gotcha. interviewed. Yeah. Well, cool. So be sure to check that out. That'll be March 25th again over at Ambu Slumberyard, No Huntsville episode premiere. Uh, and rounding out the night in the episode tonight, we've got Fence Post, which is off your previous album, uh, Idiot Savant. Uh, do you want to talk about that one a little bit? Um, uh, we just played that one. It was just the two of us, and I didn't even have a full set. I just had what I could get away with in a college dorm room, which was a hi-hat and a tambourine <laughs> along with a um, snare drum, quietened, of course, with a pad. And I, feel, I feel like it's uh, one, of, one of my favorite songs off the first album. It's, uh, it's the song that Jim and Terry heard when they first uh, wanted to pick us up, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. And did you record both albums at their studio, or...? Just one. Just yeah. just the latest one? Uh, no, just the first just one. Just the first one, okay. Yeah. yeah, the latest one recorded at a studio at UNA. Very cool. 
Uh, what was it like going into the studio? I mean, I guess you guys may have had some studio experience before, especially going to UNA, but was it just a, you know, breath of fresh air compared to going out and doing it live or was it just a struggle or? Um, it's, uh, we actually go through it pretty fast to yeah. be honest. Yeah. We recorded, we basically recorded television in one day and then went back and did overdubs. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And it's, same thing with uh, Idiot Savant. I think that took two days. Yeah, that you, took like a couple. And of that was funny because like I we only had to do like an extra track only on like one song. I don't remember what song it was, but like we just we just went straight through it, except for one song, which is I thought was pretty crazy and funny. Yeah, yeah. we're we've been generally pretty good about that because we've done some more recording too, and we can generally get through like I think when we did television, we did like nine songs in one day, just yeah. straight through. Yeah. Man, that's that's a feat, and, I, and it's probably easier because it's just three of you. But we've 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 had some experiences both both at this studio and other studios where it's like like a never ending saga of oh, yeah. of take after take after take. That's really cool. I'm sure the engineer and your wallet appreciate that a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the artwork uh, on on your your newest album. Uh, yeah, uh, all our art is done by my girlfriend. Uh, Natalie Ricks, her pseudonym, sort of a, a Cedra or something like that. Oh, Cedra very cool. Nove. Yeah. Does she does she do other work? Is she like an art student, or does she do do work from on commission, or? Yeah, she's an art student. She'll do work on commission. Cool. You know, so just like <laughs> like every art student. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In there. And uh, you guys have a couple of other gigs coming up uh, a little bit after the April first show. I think you guys are doing uh, concerts on the dock. Oh yeah, that's uh, May twenty sixth. May twenty sixth. We're we're doing that with Jim and Terry too, and uh, Cat Elizabeth. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. So they'll be. Will they be playing with you guys or? Uh... Um, they'll just be there. Yeah, like oh. Jim's band will be playing first, and then Cat Elizabeth will be playing, and then we'll be playing. Very cool. So, yeah. Rolling Jazz Review. I think so. Yeah. Awesome man, that's gonna be a great show. These are some top notch players. Well, cool. So taking us out tonight. Uh, will be Rado Baby with Fence Post off their first record, Idiot Savant. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. It was yeah. fun. And Thanks guys, be sure to look them up on Facebook. Uh, they've got a website, uh, which is, I, I guess they can just Google that. It's kind of a long address. <laughs> yeah, Starlingly yeah. Fresh. Uh, we have like a profile up on there. Oh, uh, yeah. You can also steal our music off Spotify if you want. Um, yeah. It's on iTunes, you know. It's everywhere. Get, okay. get those million plays so you can make that that grand grand and a half. Probably like two hundred dollars, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like something around a grand was what a million plays was worth last time I checked, but it's oh, wow. it's something ridiculously low. Yeah, it's like yeah. on topic on YouTube as well. So if you don't have Spotify, you can just go search Rado yeah. Baby on YouTube. If you and you'll find it. If you'll you want to steal it even harder, go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay for anything at all? Except you want to make sure we don't get any money. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta deal with ads. So look them up on them internets. That's Rado Baby. Zach, Howard, and Daniel, thank you guys for joining us so much. Uh, taking us out tonight will be Rado Baby with Fence Post.
been a production of spice radio from huntsville alabama you guys know what you want and you don't have to do too much to get it get with us at spice-radio.com if you have a podcast you make music or art or you have an event that you want to promote in the tennessee valley you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spice radio huntsville or on twitter at spice radio hsv and again our website spice-radio.com